0: You know those moments when something just clicks, when something suddenly makes sense to you that was confusing before, or you make a new connection, or you realize you're able to do something you didn't know you could do? Sometimes we call these aha moments or breakthroughs. These are some of my favorite things to observe in my studio. When a student recognizes a new musical concept, makes a new connection, or... Can do something independently that they couldn't do without help before. I've mentioned before that I started keeping a teaching journal a few years ago. It's nothing fancy, just a note in Evernote where I jot down stories or conversations or experiences that happened in lessons that I don't want to forget. I try to capture the students' words as accurately as possible, so sometimes I'll write down the interaction in an email to myself or Jot down a specific phrase they said on a post-it note so I can add it to my journal later. I've been looking back through my journal notes for the 22-23 school year and reflecting on the aha moments and the learning that took place, those breakthroughs that are so exciting and motivating in the moment. In this episode, you'll hear five short stories from my students, first grade to eighth grade, taken straight from my teaching journal. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing Field Notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh, new approaches you can use in your teaching, and insight into a few tried-and-true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. Story number one, discovering musical symbols. One of my first grade students, I'll call her Lila, Discovered one week, early in the year, that the rug in the music classroom where I teach on Tuesdays has music symbols printed around the edge. Are there any that you know? I asked. She looked around for a minute and then said, Do! And pointed to a purple square with a black quarter note inside. She went to stand on the square on the edge of the rug. Do, I said back. What else do you see? She looked around from where she was standing. ta to she said after a moment, moving to stand on the half note. And do-day! And roar two, three, four, she said, running to each symbol. That's right, I replied, taking in this moment of pure joy and discovery. What do you need to make the Charlie Chipmunk pattern, I asked. For those of you who may not know, Charlie Chipmunk is a rhythm pattern comprised of four quarter notes. This is one of the animal rhythm patterns presented in the method Piano Safari by Julie Neur Haig and Katherine Fisher. Lila found the quarter note symbol on the rug again, and we stepped the rhythm together. Then we discovered how to make the tall giraffe pattern, two quarter notes and a half note, the kangaroo pattern, a pair of eighth notes and a quarter note, and roar two, three, four, a whole note. Story number two. I think I learned something. One of my fifth grade students, let's call him Simon, was working on Beach Party in the Faber to Be Piano Adventures lesson book last fall. For those who might not be familiar, Beach Party is a lot like Heart and Soul one, six, four, five in the bass and a set of variations in the right hand. Simon was playing it for me in a lesson one week when he stopped suddenly and said, "'I think I learned something.' "'What did you learn?' I asked. "'I think this is just a broken chord.' He ended it like a question. "'What chord is it?' I inquired. Simon played the first three notes of the bass line, C, A, F, in descending order. "'It's an F major chord,' he exclaimed proudly. "'That's right,' I replied.' I'm proud of you for recognizing that all on your own. We looked for other chord outlines in the piece in both hands. Then we talked about the key this piece is in and how the left hand is outlining a chord progression. One, minor six, four, five. Story number three, my favorite moment. Simon's older brother, let's call him Ethan, was working on Cherney's study in D minor at the start of the school year. When he had played to the end one week, I asked, What's your favorite moment in this piece? Without pause, he said, measures three and four, pointing in the score. What makes that phrase your favorite? I asked. I think you can really hear the melody here, he said, playing the line again. Yes, in the left hand, I said. This time, I want you to show me why that line is your favorite. Make it special. He played it again, and then I asked, What's the most special moment or chord in this piece? What requires the most care? He pointed to the end of the third line. Yes, that's what I was hearing too, I said. This moment right here, when the crescendo peaks and we turn to the diminuendo. This chord... There's something special about it. I searched for an analogy. It's like flying a plane and turning and right at this moment, this chord, there's a, a moment of weightlessness or lift as we begin the descent. Something like that, I said, demonstrating. And you could even take a tiny bit of extra time here as you make that shift. I'm not sure if that's the best analogy. It's like a swing, he said. Yes! I exclaimed. Exactly like that. That moment of lift, weightlessness at the top, and then swinging back down. Play it like that. And he did. Story number four. From audiating to artwork. Last year, one of my first grade students was playing with rhythm cards in his lesson. Let's call him Aaron. You met him back in episode 51, the Pokemon piano lesson. We were setting up rows of four patterns and pointing and counting them. When I asked if he'd like to rearrange the cards to make a new series, he spent a long time searching for just the right patterns and putting them in just the right order. I have to admit, I was growing a little impatient because I had hoped to do a few more of these mixed-up rhythm reading examples before moving on with our lesson, but I soon recognized that he was audiating the rhythm of Mary Had a Little Lamb and putting the rhythm pattern cards in an order that matched. We were one card short, but he was able to point and count the rhythm successfully. During his older brother's lesson that day, Aaron sat in a chair near the piano, drawing on a piece of paper on top of his piano book. I glanced over at some point and recognized that he was drawing a picture about the song. Mary, a little red schoolhouse, in a white fluffy lamb. A few minutes later, he tapped me on the shoulder and whispered, Can I borrow those cards? Pointing to my stack of rhythm pattern cards. I handed him the stack quietly and said he could look at them, but please don't draw on them. I observed throughout the rest of the lesson as he recreated the rhythm for the song, laying out the cards in a long row as he had done on the floor during his lesson, and carefully copied the rhythm onto his artwork. Story number five, music and math. Last week, I saw one of my rising second grade students for a lesson. I'll call her Ada. We're halfway through the Piano Safari level one book and just starting to get into pieces in three, four time. The time signature is there on the page, but we haven't formally discussed it. Just moved to the meter, pointed and counted, clapped and counted, etc. At the end of her lesson, we talked to her dad, sharing what we worked on in our lesson that day and what Ada is learning. That's a lot of music theory, her dad said. He's a math teacher, so we started talking about all the correlations between music and math. I don't know why more people don't use music when teaching fractions, he said. It's such a practical illustration. And ratios, too. What's a ratio? Ada said, looking up from her lesson book open on her lap. It's when you compare two things that are different, like how tall I am versus how tall you are, he said simply. Oh, she said. Or when we compare a quarter note, a ta, which gets how many beats, I asked? One, she replied. Right, and if we compare that with a half note, a ta-tu, which gets how many beats, I asked? Two, she said. Or this note, her dad said, pointing to a whole note in her music. Is that a whole note? It's a roar two, three, four, she said, smiling. Her dad also mentioned the math involved in rhythm. I asked Ada, what do these lines do, pointing to a bar line in one of her newest pieces in three-four time? They make the patterns," she said. Yes, and how many beats are in each of these patterns? Four, she replied quickly. No, three. Yes, and see this big three at the beginning of the piece? The top number tells us how many beats are in each pattern, each measure. Most of them are four, she said in a matter-of-fact voice. That's right, I said. Most of your pieces have had four beats in each pattern but you have played a few things in three. She was already flipping back through her book page by page. Four, four, three, she said, discovering another piece she had recently finished in three, four time. It's been fun reliving these moments from the studio this year and reflecting on the quiet moments of learning and discovery that took place. I hope these stories inspire you to look for those aha moments, those learning breakthroughs in your music studio or classroom, and really observe what your students are experiencing in the moment. If you have a story you'd like to share, I would love to hear it. Reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email at ashley at ashleydanew.com. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanew.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanew. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future, Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the show and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.